The Al Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by George Rodriguez on 930 AM, The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador, George Rodriguez. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio this beautiful Saturday, September 19th, 2020. Uh, there is actually a slight hint of autumn in the in, in the in the weather here in San Antonio today in South Texas. I mean, it feels beautiful. If it wasn't for this doggone shutdown, you know, uh, we would be enjoying football season, college football season, high school football season. Uh, I love that. I, I, I really, I, autumn and football season are probably my, my most favorite times of the year. Uh, welcome to the show, folks. Thank you for t- t- tuning in uh, today. Uh, we've got a great show for you, as usual. We've got... Um, uh, uh, all sorts of happenings in the uh, area this past week. Uh, among them, we had the largest, in my opinion, the largest uh, Republican gathering in the history of South Texas. It happened in Laredo, Texas last Saturday, and it was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. It was a Trump train, they called it. And uh, the Democrats are just freaking out over it. We'll chat a little bit about uh, more specific about that uh, in a little bit. But uh, it was a fantastic, a fantastic event. Um, Mr. Bill Young, who is the Webb County uh, in Laredo, the Webb County Republican chairman, uh, is going to be with us. And he's going to chat with us and tell us all about this big event. But uh, let me tell you, the the, uh, Democrats have no, I mean, they are freaking out over the success of this event. And they are putting spin on top of spin on top of spin. Uh, they have claimed uh, that um, the event was not successful. They have cl- they claimed that they blocked the Trump train, which is an absolute lie. Uh, there was a group, uh, a tiny group of Latino veterans uh, who apparently uh, claimed that they um, uh, stood up to the train and uh, that uh, they uh, are pro-wall and they criticized one of the organizers, Mr. Hector Rodriguez, who is one of my best friends. Hector is a Border Patrol agent as well as uh, one of the uh, leaders of the Border Patrol Union. And uh, he was was criticized, he's been criticized by these uh, Democrats down in Laredo. Uh, because, uh, well, because he's not supposed to do that. On the other hand, you know, they uh, turn a blind eye to all of the union activities by workers in other things that are convenient, politically convenient to them. Uh, It it was, uh, bottom line, it was a fantastic event. We're going to hear from from Bill Young. Uh, There was also another Trump train here in San Antonio. Now, please understand that these rallies, these events that are starting to pop up all over the place, like weeds. (laughs) They're happening everywhere. These originally developed as uh, Support the Blue events. A couple of weeks ago, we had um, a couple of folks who uh, I interviewed regarding a 
a support the blue rally in the heart of South, South Side San Antonio, which is a uh, uh, heavily Hispanic Democrat. And uh, we talked about how uh, the response, the reaction, the success that it was, uh, because it was tremendous. I mean, it was fantastic. Well, these events, my friends, are starting to pop up all over the place. And uh, various groups are organizing them. Uh, I went out last Sunday to a uh, Latinos for Trump event and interviewed several people there uh, at the rally. Um, and again, it was a very, very big success. I mean, there were there were at least uh, 30, 40, maybe 50 cars, vehicles that were uh, uh, involved. And these folks um, are, are, you know, formed at a caravan waving banners, waving flags, uh, pro-Trump, uh, pro-police flags. And uh, the caravan uh, wound its, went through uh, uh, various parts of San Antonio. It was fantastic. It was absolutely uh, tremendous. At any rate, um, uh, we'll talk to several people that I interviewed at that event. Uh, finally, uh, I had to put together a, a, a piece, an opinion piece, uh, regarding, my friends, the defense of police unions. Over the past week, I have seen an increasing uh, amount of attacks on police officers, on police departments, and specifically on police unions. Now, why police unions? Uh, why am I defending them? Well, because, my friends, you've got to understand that these attacks on the police department and the police are coming from the elected officials that oversee the police departments and the police. They are coming from City Hall. They are coming from the mayors. They are coming, in some cases, even from the police chiefs. And what, I mean, who defends the police? Who defends the police department when people who are, you're working for are attacking you? Who does that? And, I mean, these are not, I mean, again, these attacks are not uh, substantive attacks. These are not uh, credible attacks. Uh, we have the ridiculous situation this past week where the city of Minneapolis, who voted two, weeks, uh, two months ago, voted, the city council of Minneapolis voted to abolish the police department, to defund them, to reassign them. They voted to do that. And then this past week, they are upset because the crime rate, the shootings, the violence have escalated beyond belief in Minneapolis. My friends, are they stupid or what? I mean, what did they expect would happen if they removed and they, and they uh, uh, de abolished, demoted, discouraged the police department, the police officers? What do you think was going to happen? Nevertheless, nevertheless, these leftist liberal elected officials in Minneapolis are in shock. And they are demanding of the police answers. You know, like the police are going to come up and say, well, uh, we didn't arrive in time for this or we didn't investigate that. They don't have the manpower. They don't have the equipment. And they certainly don't have the backing of the politicians. So, my friends, what kind of, what kind of situation do you think is going to develop in this in, in this in this uh, uh, type of atmosphere? What do you think is going to happen? Well, whatever you think is going to happen has happened. There is an escalation, a tremendous ex escalation, of violence and criminal activity in Minneapolis, and they are freaking out. The politicians are freaking out, 
and uh, and pointing the finger at, uh, at the police. Can you imagine? Is that stupid or what? At any rate, um, you'll hear my, my, my uh, comment in, in, in a little bit. Uh, so um, let's start. Let's start with some immigration news, as we always do. Uh, a, a, in, a, in a ridiculous, uh, you know, a, a continuing undermining of law and order, a continuing undermining of law and order in New Jersey. New Jersey became the 14th state to allow residents without legal status, illegal aliens, to obtain driver's licenses. My friends, it became the, four, the 14th the, the, this past uh, this this past Friday. Incredible, uh, you know. Uh, again, dozens of, of uh, dozens, dozens, not hundreds, dozens, dozens of protesters were out there demanding a change and demanding that that illegal aliens be given driver's licenses. You know that they be rewarded for being illegally in the United States with a driver's license, and um, the the, the uh, state agency caved, gave into it. And they are the 14th state. There are 14 states now that reward illegal aliens with, uh, with driver's licenses. Now, you tell me, my friends, you tell me, when an illegal alien is rewarded with a driver's license, what do you think the message is to an illegal alien or to illegal aliens, period? What do you think the message is? You know, all it does is encourage more people. Then there's the situation, again, with the fake news and the media on how they report things, okay? Besides reporting this event in New, in, in New Jersey very favorably, I mean, applauding it, rah-rah, etc. On the other hand, the Washington Post this past week reported about an ICE arrest, an immigration agent's uh, arrest of an illegal alien on church grounds. Now, this illegal alien is from Indonesia. Again, they're not all Mexicans. As some people would say, this was an Indonesian who lived, him and his family have lived in the United States for, for several years, illegally, I guess, but he is an illegal alien. And uh, what they are, what, what uh, they did was they were caretakers of this uh, Methodist uh, church in Silver Spring, Maryland. Well, uh, there was uh, a, a, a uh, situation where he, where he was detected. The agents went to pick him up. They coaxed him out of his house to uh, talk to him and uh, arrested him. Now, uh, again, the Washington Post claims that he is a victim. And, of course, the guy... You know, all criminals, all criminals, big criminals or, young, or, or small criminals, whether you're Al Capone or some, somebody that has, uh, that has parked illegally, uh, they always claim that they're the victims of the law, okay? And again, we've got this situation with this illegal alien. He claims that he was a victim of immigration law enforcement. <laughs> Never mind that immigration law enforcement was doing their job, Okay. Never mind whether he was coaxed, whether they went in and arrested him, whatever. They were doing their job, and they were doing it because he's here in the country illegally. How does the news media report it? The news media reports it, my friends, as him being the victim. And this is exactly what is happening with other situations, like with the police departments. And I mean, the police department can't do anything. Police officers can't do anything wrong now. Uh, of course, when they do something right, it's even wrong. 
here in San Antonio the other day, uh, there was a shooting. The, the police officers went in to, to uh, execute a warrant, warrant, arrest a guy uh, in the front yard. The guy struggled, tried to, uh, to uh, get an officer's gun, and the officer had to shoot him. Well, of course, the next day, the newspaper and uh, the family of the, uh, of, of the, of the criminal uh, were up in arms. I mean, the guy, it's amazing to me how these guys who are criminals, I mean, he was wanted for domestic violence, and still the family is out there defending him? Uh, you know, again, I, I, I don't understand that, my friends. I don't understand that. So you've got this situation where the fake news continually comes back and defends the criminal, but undermines the law enforcement, law and order, my friends, the, the, the peace officers. Incredible. Once again, my friends, this is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. We're going to go ahead and take a break, and we will be right back with our first uh, interview. Thank you for, for being with us. Uh, stay tuned. Please call your friends. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Hello, El Conservador listeners. If you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his internet website, elconservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez, El Conservador, and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you are interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. On KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. And uh, we've got uh, our good friend, Mr. Bill Young, who is chairman of the Webb County Republican Party. Webb County is Laredo, Texas, and it's right on the border. Uh, my birthplace, in fact. And um, historically, Webb County and Laredo have been extremely dominated, as the rest of the uh, South Texas has but dominated very, very much so by the Democratic Party. Uh, we, I wanted to get Bill on because yesterday, Saturday, September 12th, there was a historic event, and I mean historic event, in uh, Laredo, where they had a Trump train. And, uh, well, I'll let Bill tell us about how many people showed up and what was the... Uh, Response. What was the event like? So, Bill, thank you for taking time to be with us. Uh, give us, uh, give us your take. What was what happened yesterday with this Trump train? What was it all about? And what happened? Okay. Well, thank you very much, George, for having me on. Uh, it was really historic, like you said. The estimate from the news media was about three thousand vehicles. But the actual estimate is probably closer to five to seven thousand vehicles. Now these were fifteen. The Trump train was fifteen miles long. Wow! Now these were vehicles, cars, trucks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, 
that were participating. No 18-wheelers. We didn't let the 18-wheelers participate, even though they wanted to, <laughs> because it would have been too long, and the city really didn't want them driving through town. <laughs> okay. But um, we did have a, we did have an overwhelm. We were expecting three to five hundred cars and trucks. Instead of that, the vehicles numbered really close to five to six thousand, easy, and probably ten to twelve thousand people wow. on the sides of the roads holding up signs. It was amazing. Fantastic. Um, you know, being in a democratic area was just, it was amazing. Now, uh, how was this organized? Who put it together, and what was uh, what was the intent? Well, really, it was all put together by um, Hector Garcia, who's one of the presidents of the Border Patrol Union. He and myself and, and some other people got together, and we put it together. And the intent was just to show support for Trump, because the city let, see Laredo let him paint a defund the wall sign. In the middle of the street, they painted the street. So all we did was we decided, well, we're going to show that we really backed Trump in Love County. So we put this together, and it was quick. We did it really fast, and the city tried to stop us every way they could, practically. But we still got it together, and the city finally backed us, and we finally got to go through all the neighborhoods and stuff. And we went all the way around Laredo. It was it was tremendous. Just listening to people honk and talk and. Everybody on the sides of the road, every restaurant you went by, almost every gas station you went by, people were holding Trump signs. So the backing for Trump and Laredo, we're going to turn Laredo red. This, Trump's going to win Webb County this year. My goodness. I mean, when was the last time that uh, a Republican president uh, or a Texas Republican senator uh, represented or won the uh, Webb County? I, I'm 69 years old and I can't remember it. <laughs> oh I'll be honest with you. It, it, that's you know that's it, it really is i mean my dad uh had to leave uh webb county had to leave laredo back in 1950 because he was a republican and because he was outspoken against the democratic machine so i mean to me this is very very important and this is very very dear now let me ask you being that hector garza the uh border patrol union guy was one of the organizers and that Mr. Trump has taken such a strong uh, stand on the border wall and that this is a very dominant Hispanic area. How was it, you know, that that uh, so many Hispanics turned out and supported uh, this this event? I mean, it, 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 it really is very hard, I think, for a lot of folks who are not familiar with the with with the grassroots uh, in Webb County to understand how this has happened or what's happening? Well, I can't explain it really easy. Um, the Hispanic, you know, we're all Hispanics, most of us anyway. And when you look at it and you talk to Hispanics, our, it's our, our values. They're the same values as the Republican Party. Look at it, it's God, family, and country. And we really stand that way. And religion. We love religious freedom. We love the fact that, you know, our families were real close. It's a family knit. We protect unborn babies. And we, we, we're all for the country. We're real, real, much, muchly patriotic. Because most of the armed services and stuff come from our neighborhoods. So, I mean, and most of us said this. Democratic Party has gone up the deep end. They're turning socialist on us. Now there has and been, yeah, there, there have been a big thing. That's a big thing to us. 
it's really, really interesting because, again, the, like you said, the values uh, in the Latino community and the Hispanic community or whatever you want, you want to call us um, is uh, is very, very much conservative, patriotic, uh, religious. I mean, it's very, very much in keeping with the, with the Republican Party. Why? I mean, what has been the response from the local Democrats at this point? Uh, to the event, I mean, was there has there been any kind of fallout or anything from them yet? Well, just for one, which is uh, Trisha Cortez, who's the leader of this defund the wall stuff. She's always about the river, the environment. But I always say this: you vote Democratic, you're voting for the sexual prosecution of women and children that are crossing the river. If that's what the cartels are bringing across, they're bringing across the for sexual pleasures and stuff. You know what it's like. I mean, I was, um, I worked with immigration and customs for a long time. I also lived on the river all my life. And you can see that the sexual abuse of women and children happens every day with all the illegals they're bringing in. They go to work for the cartels, working as prostitutes and stuff, a whole lot of them. Because the, the cartels don't just charge you on that side of the river. They control you on this side of the river. So when you vote for the Democratic Party, you vote defund the wall. That's what you're voting for. Uh, tell me, do you feel optimistic uh, about this coming um, th- this coming election? Do you feel optimistic? Because I know that you're that you've been working in other counties uh, to help to or to uh, uh, organize the Republican Party and to get, get conservatives out. Uh, do you feel uh, optimistic? I mean, particularly after this uh, event. Oh, definitely. We were in Zapata today because Zapata didn't have a uh, county chair for the Republican Party. So we went there within an hour and a half. We already had a, a county chair for Zapata County. We'd already given out over 150 signs, Trump signs, and people were honking and driving by. And it was just a fantastic day right there on the border. We were right on the main street in in, um, in Zapata, uh, the holiday restaurant. Claudia opened the restaurant up to us, helped us. It was a tremendous turnout, and we really appreciate all of Claudia's help at the Holiday Restaurant in Zapata. Go by Zapata, a great place to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and Zapata is, is, uh, is the adjacent county to Webb, as well as uh, the, yeah, the adjacent community. That one's on the, right on the border as well, right? Yes, sir. Sure is. Okay, so in closing, do you think that the border communities, because I understand that there are other uh, Trump train events planned uh, further down the river uh, in Brownsville, McAllen, and other places. Do you think that the border area is uh, responsive to the conservative Trump message? Oh, yes, I do. Very much so do. Uh, there's a Trump train going in Zapata next, next weekend, as a matter of fact. Wow. So... Big events. Of course, this one was really big. I have to admit, our event was really big, and all all the Laredoans that participated in stuff, because it was ninety eight percent Laredoans. We didn't even advertise anything ourselves. <laughs> so it was a big turnout. If we would advertise, all the people from Zapata town, we didn't know we would have been there. Yeah. And so, well, you know, next time in October we're going to have another one. We're going to bring in all the counties. We, uh, I read a tweet by a reporter from the Laredo Times who was openly wondering how many of the people that were participating in the Trump train were actually from Laredo. 
which I found ironic because the reporter himself is not even from Laredo. He's from Iowa. So, uh, <laughs> I, so we told him, we're from Laredo. We know Laredo. We all know each other. So you really <laughs> want to find out how many Laredo there are? We can have a thousand trucks at your office Monday morning. <laughs> Everybody, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> well, thank you very, very much, Bill, for taking time to be with us. Uh, any any closing thoughts that you got for us? Oh, yes, we'll be in uh, Jim Hobb County in Heronville next weekend on Sunday. I'll be helping that county out, too. And, you know, I just want everybody to go out and vote. I don't care if you vote Republican. Well, I do. I really vote Republican. But go out and vote. Whether you vote Republican, Democratic, Independent, but vote, people. That's your voice. Exercise your right. It's a great right that people have died for to give it to you. You got it, That's buddy. my closing statement. You got it. We've been talking, my friends, to uh, Mr. Bill Young, chairman of the Republican Party in Webb County, which is Laredo, Texas. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Hello, El Conservador listeners. If you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his internet website, elconservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez El Conservador and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you are interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning. Howdy, folks. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. Uh, as we mentioned before, last week there were huge rallies in um, in, in uh, Texas, uh, Trump train rallies. Uh, the biggest one by far, I think, was the one in Laredo, Texas, that we heard about earlier today. But also there were some other ones that were happening here in San Antonio. And I went out to one of them, and uh, one sponsored by the Latinos for Trump. And uh, I went out and visited with them and uh, interviewed some folks uh, about uh, their involvement in the Trump uh, rally and the, in, in supporting Trump. So uh, here are uh, some uh, interviews that I did uh, last week on uh, Saturday, September 13th, uh, at these uh, Trump rallies. Howdy, folks. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. The answer, and we've got a new guest here, Ms. Mayra Gutierrez, and she is with uh, the Latinos for Trump. There is an event here going on this afternoon uh, in San Antonio, uh, another gathering, another Trump train that's been uh, that's become very popular, the Trump trains. And uh, Mayra is here. I wanted to chat with Mayra because she not only uh, is involved in the Trump train and, and Latinos for Trump, Mayra is also 
a, uh, a a naturalized citizen and a Latino. Can you imagine that? And she's for Trump. I want to ask her, Maida, thank you for being with us today. Uh, tell me, why are you a supporter of Trump? I believe that President Trump has done a lot for the Hispanic community in regards to our jobs, our unemployment, the protection of our voters. Um, I do believe that he is has done for every type of American people, not only you know, Hispanics, the black community, the white community. He's just pro-American, and that's what we need. Uh, what? Uh, how, how long ago did you become a naturalized citizen? On uh, January of this year, of 2020. And how does it feel? It was an overwhelming uh, feeling. It brings tears. I'm sorry. But every time I think about it, it's something that I have been waiting for my my whole life i've been here since i was the age of three and it was something that i had just procrastinated on and the election of president trump the direction our country's going just pushed me more towards it so it was a very emotional um surreal moment for me a very proud moment now you used the term a few moments ago of uh that you're proud to be an american what does being an american mean to you being an American means appreciating the freedoms that this country offers, the opportunities that this country offers, um, wanting to do more for our country and seeing people prosper and be happy about it and loving our country and giving back to our country is the biggest thing because Americans are very giving. We give because we want to, not because we have to. And that is something that is, is very special and I hold very dear in my heart because this country opened the door for us and for so many and a lot of us take it for granted. Uh, what would you tell young Latinos, young Hispanics, young blacks, young everybody, how, what would you tell them about, about our nation? I would tell them to to look at other countries. Look at other countries. We don't have to go so far back in history, which is always good to go in history, but look at Venezuela. Look at Mexico. Look at uh, other people. Why are they fleeing and coming to our country? Because of what our country has to offer. So why do we want to change our country into, into the image of those countries? We, we need to fight for our liberties. This freedom of speech that everybody has, it is so important and do not censor people people, protected not only for yourself, not only for conservatives, but also for everybody, because it's something that we need to value, that people in Venezuela, people in China, people even in Mexico do not have. There's journalists being killed in Mexico for speaking out. So we need to protect this country at every cost. Thank you very much. We've been talking with Ms. Mayra Gutierrez here at the Latinos for Trump, uh, Trump train. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. El Conservador on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. And we've got uh, another uh, guest here, Dr. Michelle Calderon. And uh, she's one of the participants here at this uh, event, uh, this Trump train. Uh, Dr. Calderon, what brings you here as a Latina? What are you doing here? Uh, I thought um, Latinos were scared of Trump, and I thought that uh, Latinas in particular were uh, offended by him. As a Latina and as a Christian, I am standing here for Christian values. I'm standing here for the family. I'm standing here for life. I'm standing here for having our freedom of defending our country from people who want to destroy our culture. We are here to stand for what for our rights as uh, gun owners of America. 
you, you mentioned several things there. Uh, what would you tell Latinos who are either undecisive or who are, you know, just automatically thinking of voting for, for Biden? If you like living in a third world country like Cuba or Venezuela where there's poverty, then you need to move there because in America, we believe in a God of provision, a God who wants us to prosper. So you need to be voting for President Trump. There have been a lot of discussions lately about how uh, the border impacts negatively on the Hispanic community. Uh, what do you think of the president's efforts on the border, as well as his other efforts to uh, preserve the Second Amendment and to um, work on the, on the issue of uh, uh, the unborn. I believe that President Trump is doing the right thing about securing the border. I believe that every one of us in our homes who have nice, beautiful homes put a fence around our homes. And we do have alarm systems in our car. We have alarm systems in our homes. So certainly President Trump is doing the right thing. And as far as defending the unborn, I think we have to remember that God told us do not kill. And that means babies too. Got you. Been talking with Dr. Laura Calderon here at the Michelle Calderon, excuse me, uh, here at the uh, at the uh, Trump uh, Latinos for Trump uh, event. Thank you very very much. You're welcome. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLUP 930 AM radio. And we're here with a couple uh, of folks, uh, a couple, literally, uh, Jose and, and Liliana Gonzalez. And uh, the, an another couple of, of uh, Latinos who are here at the Latinos for Trump uh, caravan. Uh, why are you here? I thought, with, I, again, like I've asked other Latinos that are here, I thought uh, that Trump scared Latinos. What is it that brings you here to support this event? I do not think he scares Latinos. Um, I think that he's standing up for our rights, the ones that, you know, we are American citizens and he is wanting to protect our borders. And um, I also support Trump because he is in line with my conservative, conservative religious beliefs. He is pro-life and he also does not want to remove God from any of our uh, nations, you know, uh, money or uh, monuments. And so that's why I support Trump and my husband also supports Trump because. Yeah, well, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of Americans have this uh, misconception that Latinos are automatically Catholic, automatically uh, against the wall, automatically, you know, all those things. And no, those stereotypes are not necessarily 100 percent true. Uh, I support Trump, as my wife had mentioned, because his uh, principles and beliefs align more with mine. Again, you know, just conservatism, you know, strong military, pro-choice, pro-amendment, things like that. Pro-police as well. And we are in uh, uh, a support of all the men and women who support, uh, protect us each and every day. Excellent. Folks, thank you very, very much. We've been talking with uh, Jose and Liliana Gonzalez. Thank you very much. Thank you. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio. And we are here now with Miss uh, Linda. Linda Hernandez, who is another uh, Latina, who is here with the Latino for Trump event. Um, uh, Linda, what, what, uh, what brings you to this event? Why are you here? Well, 
I am a true conservative, and I've been so for many years. I was a Democrat to begin with, because everybody in my family was Democrat. But when I started paying attention to issues and listening to both sides, I recognized that I was not a true Democrat. I could not believe in the policies that were being passed at the time. And I still don't. And, it's, and it seems to be getting even worse, you know. I feel like it's not the Democratic Party that I grew up with. It's totally changed. It's more anarchy, more violence, more lies about everything. Now, uh, what would you, as a, as a Latina, as a conservative, what would you tell young people right now who seem to be very, very uh, enamored, very, very much part of the, uh, in support of the, uh, of socialism and the Democratic Party? I have young people in my family that are liberals. Uh, yeah. members of my family that are liberals. It's very hard to, you know, knock into their brains because it, it's like they've been brainwashed. But I would tell the young folks coming up to look at all sides, to research, to uh, study, to really look at history. And that's why I feel so bad that they are trying to knock out our history, our history books, our statues, and, you know, the things that uh, made America. That's our history. Uh, we need to remember our history so that when bad things happen, we don't repeat them again. We need to learn from our past, from mistakes, and from the good things, because we've done a lot of good things in this country and continue to do so. And I feel like the press is just lifting up all of the negative things. They're not lifting up all of the good things in America that are going on. And there's a lot of things. Look at us here. We're not racist. They call us racist, but we've got all races here today. Okay, black, white, uh, Orientals, uh, black Americans. I mean, I, I'm a travel nurse, so I travel all over the country, really, working. And I talk to nurses from other countries. The other night, two nights ago, I was working with a lady from Nigeria. Been here 30 years, and she says, what's happening to America is wrong. I've been to a socialist, communist, I've lived there, country. I don't want that to happen to America. I said, well, we need to speak up. We need to talk. We need to debate. And they're not allowing debate. That's the problem. They don't allow us to debate because they always cut us down with tell, calling us racist and all this stuff, you know. No, it's not about racism, my people. It's about American capitalism versus communism and socialism. Please remember that. Vote Trump. Thank you. Thank you very much, George Rodriguez. We've been talking with Ms. Linda Hernandez. Thank you. Hello, El Conservador listeners. If you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his internet website, elconservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez, El Conservador, and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you are interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. And uh, the thing that I wanted to chat with you folks uh, 
today about is uh, the issue of um, uh, police and, um, and and border patrol uh, unions associations. Um, the uh, the reason I bring this up is because increasingly uh, police unions, police associations are under attack, uh, as well as the Border Patrol uh, Union, the Border Patrol Association. Um, recently, uh, Hector Garza, my good friend, who is the Border Patrol, uh, one of the Border Patrol Union leaders uh, in the nation, uh, stationed in Laredo, Texas, helped to organize a big Trump rally. Uh, I mean, a very, very big Trump rally, the biggest ever Republican rally in uh, South Texas, in Laredo, and uh, immediately became uh, the focal point of uh, criticism by a lot of Democrats uh, in the area, of course. And uh, we've seen over and over again across the country how um, uh, police unions have been uh, have been the uh, the targets of uh, Democratic Party uh, radicals, and uh, you know the the issue again, my friends. I'm I, I'm feeling I I feel I have to defend these law enforcement unions because they have a job to do, my friends. They are being singled out for blame. Uh, and it would be wise to really, really consider uh, what are the motivations for these attacks. You know, the, the, there are some very, very misguided elected officials and even police chiefs that are deflecting their own failings by blaming the police unions. Uh, these uh, appointed and elected officials have mounted uh, public campaigns against the police unions uh, because uh, they are taking the heat for issues uh, and, and things that they've done. For example, uh, we've got uh, the uh, recent situation in, in Milwaukee, or in, in um, Minneapolis, should I say, where uh, they defunded the police department uh, two months ago, and then suddenly the crime has spiked, and now all of a sudden they're demanding to know from the police why uh, there's a problem. I, I mean, folks, uh, get a grip. Get a grip. Police unions are being unfairly singled out. They are being unfairly singled out. And um, they are no stronger, no politi more politically influence, influential uh, than they've ever been. Uh, on the other hand, you, uh, you know, you've got these folks, these Democrats, uh, that uh, are backing other unions like AFSFAMI, the American Federation of uh, State, County, Municipal Employees, Public Employees. Uh, you've got the Teamsters. You've got uh, the SEIU, which is, in my opinion, very radical. Uh, you've got all these other uh, unions that are being supported by the Democrats, but not the police, not the Border Patrol. I'm, it's amazing to me. You know, the attempt by these uh, elected and appointed officials to undermine these uh, law enforcement unions, uh, it, it's, it, it's not, uh, nothing short of hypocrisy. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, it's not that the unions um, are, are coordinating with each other, uh, but uh, the fact of the matter is that these folks dare to uh, stand up to these failing uh, elected officials. It's the union's duty, my friends. It is the union's duty to um, advocate for its members, which in this case would be law enforcement folks, the police, the Border Patrol. And these advocacy, this advocacy includes supporting bills, uh, legislation that's helpful, 
as well as opposing bills that are detrimental. That's the key, my friends. You know, this is what you need to understand. Non-police unions proudly advertise their political advocacy. I mean, you hear you hear uh, these uh, unions uh, like Asphamy screaming and yelling about uh, the necessity for more funding for public empl- employees, for greater uh, needs for that. You hear others uh, screaming and yelling in defense of illegal uh, immigrants uh, you know, that's what they do. They are advocating for their membership. Why should it be surprising that law enforcement unions advocate for their members? Uh, it, it, when, when Education Minnesota, which uh, is a, uh, an organization that strives to, uh, to encourage its members to vote, uh, these, it's, a, it's a teacher's organization, uh, when they uh, got themselves together to push uh, for legislation in Minnesota, uh, nobody was, you know, nobody blinked because it was a, uh, it was a teacher's union advocating for more, uh, for, uh, more education, uh, issues, uh, money specifically, uh, for greater benefits for the, uh, for, for the, for the, um, uh, teachers. On the other hand, you know, if law enforcement does that, uh, immediately there's a scream and yell that there is a, that, that these police, uh, law enforcement unions that these associations want to retain want to retain and defend bad police officers that they want to retain and defend uh, border patrol agents that have that have committed crimes my friends don't don't you think that teachers unions have retained a lot of uh, teachers that have no business teaching our kids on the contrary how many how often do you hear about a teacher that uh, is up there preaching and uh, a leftist doctrine, and the teachers' union defends them. How come that is uh, all right, according you know to the uh, to the teachers' union, to the Democrats, and to the news media? But you can't defend a police officer that is that that has already been uh, that has already been tried and convicted in the court of public opinion. Uh, it really, there are multiple opportunities in in uh, in in the career of uh, of a police officer. Uh, for management uh, to weed out those so-called bad apples. Um, before being hired, the police officer's got to go under, uh, has to go under uh, extensive background uh, processes. Uh, there's a psychological evaluation. There's a lot of things that, that, that have to be done. Yet chiefs repeatedly allow officers to keep their jobs after demonstrating some poor performance. That happens a lot. Uh, officer safety issues and the inability to to improve over the course of their uh, probation and career uh, it, it's not the fault of the of, of uh, anyone other than the chiefs uh, who are in many cases promoted yes and I'll say it promoted for political reasons rather than than for competency my friends promoted for for political reasons you know even promoted for affirmative action reasons rather than for competency Departments ignore input from supervisors sometimes and from field training officers uh, about documented deficiencies and low standards for some officers, and still they are kept, my friend. Arbitration also is not to be blamed. Arbitration for police uh, is just uh, as in other public uh, labor sectors, uh, like for firefighters, uh, teachers, nurses, public works, etc., etc., it's developed as a mean to provide due process, due process 
to protect employees against arbitrary discipline and uh, discrimination, my friends. That's what uh, arbitration is. To prevent somebody from being uh, fired just for the heck of it. Just for the heck of it. And every single union, every single uh, employee organization argues for the same thing because they they have to protect their their uh, their employees why should it be different for for police officers public statements uh, also reveal that many police chiefs blame the unions and arbitration process uh, in an effort to gain unchecked power uh, to make disciplinary uh, decisions without an independent review that happens all the time that is happening more and more my friends that is happening more and more there is an effort here in San Antonio for example to do away to do away with the uh, with arbitration because they want to get rid of police officers arbitrarily they want to get rid of police officers arbitrarily they being the democrat the liberal radical democrats that are in that are in power you know instead of getting rid of 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 uh, bad police officers as they talk talk about it why doesn't the district attorney another democrat here in San Antonio why don't these mayors across the country get rid of bad criminals? Why don't they get rid of those folks that are causing problems in the street instead of trying to reach out and understand them, that they've had bad childhoods, that they are products of poverty? My friends, a criminal is a criminal, and they need to be punished. A union's role in defending an employee uh, an employee's due process rights through arbitration is rooted in the collective bargaining agreements negotiated and approved by management. That is very important, my friends, because there is a serious effort to undermine to undermine those agreements across the country and here locally in San Antonio. My friends, undermining the police departments it's it's going on in many ways and undermining the police association is another way of doing it it is it is done, being done to demoralize the police officers to take away their benefits i mean my, my friends who deserves greater benefits in this in in this uh in a in a public sector than those people that put their lives on the line daily who deserves more benefits, better pay, better condition, uh, a, a situation that, that uh, is favorable for their employment? How are you going to attract people if the, uh, if the environment is toxic? My friends, I stand behind both the Border Patrol unions and behind the police unions. They need to exist, to protect, particularly in this time, to protect folks who are protecting us, to protect them from the radical Democrat uh, uh, elected officials and and from the, the mobs that the Democrats are listening to. That's what needs to happen. My friends, this is George Rodriguez. Thank you for uh, listening to us. Uh, I hope you will continue to support us. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Hello, 
El Conservador listeners. If you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his internet website, elconservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez El Conservador and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you are interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, Please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning.